You're listening to a message provided by Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri. We intend this to be a helpful resource to you as you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. This is intended especially for those who are unable to attend our worship gatherings and therefore were unable to hear the teaching of God's Word. This should not replace your gathering with our church as a member. If you're checking us out for the first time and are looking for a church to visit, we hope that you enjoy this content and that it impacts you personally. Thanks for listening. We're here talking about faith promise, but let me tell you what people giving does. This is the brochure that was developed, or actually the book that I developed uh, in December of last year. Every time I flick a page, it represents a church that needed a facility. That's a lot of pages. And we decided to go big, kind of a go big or go home mentality, and the giving came in. These are churches in Africa, Asia, Latin America. And yes, even during what happened this year, uh, two churches were constructed in Russia. This is what happens when God's people decide to step up to the plate, get in the fight, and do something big. This is how we built 75 churches in 2022. I've started developing another pro- proposal that will launch in, for 2023. It will come out in, in December. I've just started on the Latin America side of it. We're up to 35 pages. Let's start it again. Church, let's do this. So what is it that we're doing with Trailhead? Everything. We're building churches. The coin by the executive pastor of a church that supports us, he said, I figured out what your title is, Brian. It's not director of Latin America and the Caribbean. Your title is missionary broker. Because every time I talk to him, I'm trying to broker a deal. And I will go up to a pastor like Pastor Steve and I'll say, hey, I hear you have a, a great missionary. We vetted him. He's doing a great job. He needs $60,000 for a project. If you pay 30, I'll pay 30. Let's just build it. And we have businessmen that love the trailhead model. We have churches that love the trailhead model. What is it really? Strategically investing in moving ministries that already have multiple churches, training, seminaries, and leadership in the pipeline, and they are moving and shaking and making it happen, and we just get behind them financially and make it happen bigger, faster, and more efficient. That's what we're doing. It's really pretty simple. And while we're up here at church today, why don't you turn to Acts chapter 27. That way you just put your finger there and you'll be ready when we start. Trailhead's mantra is simple. We can't change the whole world, but we can change someone's world. And changing the world means changing their eternity because there is a heaven, there is a hell. People go to one of those two places and we get to be a part of it. And that's what faith promise is all about. Faith promise giving is an eternal God-sized life of significance that we get to be a part of. So how can we live a life of significance and really reach the world? It's simple. Follow the steps of Paul. He just is a great example. 
You see, Paul is the one that fought the, fought the good fight. Paul is the one that finished the, the Christian race with excellence. And he did it, as the Bible says, while keeping the faith. By staying focused on the God stuff. I think of hunting because I just went shooting yesterday with Clint. And, and we had a good time and we smelled like gun smoke. We shot so much, right? I'm cheapskate, so I shoot 22s a lot because I'm cheap, right? And it's expensive. But I think of the story of the deer hunter. He gets excited. He gets that buck fever. He's in his stand. He sees the, the, the deer, and he's not like me. See, when I go deer hunting, if it's brown, I shoot it. <laughs> <clears throat> Try not to shoot anybody's dog, because if they have a brown dog, it's probably in danger. But the hunter got so excited because he wants that trophy. He's like my brother. He doesn't want to shoot a deer unless it has this massive rack on top of it. And it's just huge. And it's impressive. And it's like a, you know, 78-pointer, right? So, okay, probably a 12-pointer. <laughs> and he, he gets so excited that he's looking down the scope. And he literally is zoomed in. And he's just looking at that beautiful rack and imagining that on the wall. But he's deer hunting. But he gets so excited that he actually pulls the trigger, the bullet hits one of the antlers, blows that part of the antler off the deer's head. Why? Well, because like us as Christians, we get so focused on what doesn't matter that we miss the whole deer of eternity. Instead of focusing on eternity, we're focusing on this life that we get maybe, what, 80, 90, 100 years if you're really, really lucky. And we focus on that 100 years, but we don't focus on the next 100,000 years. And we shoot the antlers because we're so focused on what doesn't matter. And faith promise refocuses us and gets us refocused on eternity and missions. Faith promises a spiritual covenant between the giver and God found in the teachings of 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And you can read that. And if you don't get it, read it again. If you don't get it, read it again. You'll finally get it. We are encouraged to give generously. We see the collection for the Christians in Jerusalem, the teachings of the cheerful giver, and that God is able to make all grace abound to you. In other words, he's got your back. A pledge is based on the ability of the donor. Faith promise is not that. Faith promise is based on the ability of God to provide for us to give. Faith promise giving incorporates the dynamics of faith, love, commitment, consistency, and the 100% guaranteed promises of God that he's got our back and he wants to reach the world. That's faith promise. And folks... Giving to missions works. What are you focused on? In, in Acts chapter 27, we have an interesting story. You see, they're taking this boat ride that Paul said not to take. They cast lots or whatever, right? It's like the first voting in the Bible shows you voting doesn't work out so well sometimes. <laughs> Julius was a Roman centurion assigned to Paul. But at that time, he, he actually developed a respect for the Apostle Paul in his lifestyle, what he stood for. This gave Paul liberties and later even saved his life. 
because of his his integrity is what I can attribute this relationship to. How would your integrity look to others or God? Are you living your life in such a way that God would say, he got it. She got it. She gets it. He gets it. And you would actually live your life in such a way that God would say, well done. You see, if you're not involved in your church, you're not giving, you're not involved in the missionary endeavor, I don't believe you've reached the final pinnacle of success of the Christian life, which is significance for the kingdom. Sailing was sketchy in September in this part of the world, impossible by November. It's said that the events of Acts 27 are in October. They sailed at first wind and fair weather, even though that Paul had said, not a good idea. But the deadly storm that Paul warned about hit. They finally started listening to Paul when they're about to die. What am I telling you today concerning faith promise? These people were ready to jump ship, perhaps kill all of the prisoners. But if they would have jumped ship, they wouldn't have been with Paul. And if they weren't with Paul, which was God's man and God's plan, they would have died. But it's stated in the scriptures that if you stick in the boat, you stay in the boat, you're not going to die. I'm telling you, the Christian life is a lot like that. I've seen people come to church, get saved, get excited, get mad and leave. And then the whole family falls apart. Uh, Don't fall for that trick. It's one of the oldest tricks of Satan and it works real good. Not tithing, not giving, not serving, not being a part of missions. All tricks of the devil. The soldiers in the ship would have paid with their own lives if the prisoners escaped. So it was acceptable and instinctive that they were to kill the prisoners so they wouldn't get away. But Julius, the centurion, was so impressed with Paul's life and character that he wanted to save his life. Therefore, by saving Paul's life, all the other prisoners got uh, their lives saved. Why? Because they were in the ship with God's man. When you're in the local church doing the church stuff, You're in the ship with God's man and God's people and the missionary endeavor and everything that God wants you to be a part of. Earn respect as a Christian. Five years ago when we said we were going to do this trailhead thing and then two years ago, especially when I said I was going to do this full time for, for Latin America and the Caribbean, it was actually ludicrous We're going to go to corporate America and businessmen and individuals and fund churches around the world. Yeah, we've heard that kind of line before, but it worked. And every year we're seeing God do more and more and more. And I'm telling you, people love the concept because you're just not randomly throwing out money. You're vetting the situation, the scenario, the individuals, the leadership, and you're investing wisely in every single missionary endeavor across the world. It works. Slide number two, or slide number three, you get to the Managua church. Rachel and I went to this country and it wasn't real friendly back then. 
when we first got there, it was pretty close to that revolution ending. People assumed I was a Russian all the time. All right, so I probably look a lot like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky IV. I mean, you're probably thinking that now that I've mentioned it. But we had to go to a people group with a blue passport and an eagle on it that had been told about the evils of where we're from and reached them with the gospel's sake and they accepted Christ even though logic would tell us they wouldn't listen. In verse 3 of Acts chapter 27, it says, The next day we put in at Sidon and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him leave to go to his friends to be cared for. He was a prisoner. How did he have that kind of liberty? Because he did the right stuff. He did the God stuff. If we do the God stuff, it's amazing what doors open. You would not believe the stories of who have given to Trailhead, who have given to, to Family Avance, and who have given to advance the planting of the gospel. And I'm talking about world leaders of small nations have given to advance the gospel with our ministry. It's the wildest thing you'll ever see. But missions, folks, is a team event. Our character will either repel others or draw them to the cause that we're supposed to be standing for. If you do the God stuff and you follow the biblical principles, people catch on to your lifestyle. They will see a difference in you. I promise you. How do people see you? Are we living Christ-like? Does our character draw them to God? These people would be against the North American all those years ago. They were not drawn to us. They were drawn to God through us because people gave to faith promise giving and sent us there. Now, steps to completing the global mission, yeah? Earn respect. That's just the starting point. But expect storms. Do faith promise anyway, even in the storms. You see, the worst time in the world that I could have ever shifted from being a missionary to a country to Trailhead International would be during a global pandemic. You want to talk about second-guessing your decision-making paradigm. I'm going, wow, this was just bad timing, and I don't know that this is going to work out, and I'm a little freaked out right now. That was my thought. I think that was your thought and everybody else's thought, but I was just out there kind of dangling in the air as a missionary with my family going, I don't know if this is going to work now. But I just kept working, kept trying to move the ministry ball down the field, and God opened all the doors that we're seeing fulfilled today. But people got to give to get this to happen, to see people saved, to see churches built. Verse 20 of Acts 27, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope for being saved was at last abandoned. The Bible is filled with stories of God's people in the storms, but I think of Alex and Shayla in the next slide you see, they're a Kuna couple that were going to be the, the five-star couple to go back to the Kuna people after their seminary. But they were born with a special needs child, and that, that child needed special help on the mainland. Also with the Kuna people to this day, 
If you have a special needs child born, you're to take your child, lay it on the beach of the island, walk away, back to your home, and let the tides carry your baby away. Now, you're a kuna that's supposed to go back to the kuna to reach them. So they couldn't do that. They went to the city of Arrayhan, Panama, and they now have the fastest growing church in the Familia Avance network of the Panama, the Panama ministry. But because they got saved and now they're reaching the kuna, and now these relationships have created more relationships because you gave to faith promise and I went and my father-in-law went and we reached these people and there's this chain of events coming and coming and coming and coming. Now we're reaching these Kuna people, not just on the mainland with Familia Vance, but we get to fund church plants amongst the Kuna now, which previously was not possible. Why is it possible? Faith, promise, giving got us all to this point. Every generation must have an even bigger impact, but we need new church leaders to step up to the plate. No matter what, we need people to use the resources to fund the kingdom builders of this era. It's using your success for significance. We have people that give us $10 a month. I have a, a giver right now. He is a businessman in Arizona. He received this brochure, heard the story, heard what we're doing in Panama. He now is a $500 a week giver. I don't know how long that's going to last, but it will last like forever. Clint and Carly were married. I promise I was not raising money at the wedding. <laughs> However, my daughter would expect that of me, I think. But a businessman at the wedding had talked to me a week before. He showed up to the wedding and handed me a $100,000 check for the Panamanian ministry of one of the church plants that we're building right now. Because he gets it. We need your resources. And I promise you, we're vetting the ministries, we're vetting the people, we're vetting the opportunities, and we are wisely investing your ministry funds to be able to invest your ministry funds with a guaranteed return on the investment because our financial advisor is known as God. And it works. Now, number six on the slides, be strong. Steps to completing our mission, earn respect, expect storms, but here's where it gets serious. Be strong. Diango, the little boy on the bottom right, accepted Christ like the day before I got there. Days before I got to the Kuna people, where we'd sent and paid for all of this work to be done, seven more had already just been baptized. I took a Timex watch so that the new director of the Kuna tribe for their sports organization of the Kuna people so I could give him a gift. So I'd take off my Timex watch. It's like a thing. You take off your watch, give it to this guy. By the time I got there, the brand new sports director over this 
Kuna people group. I was too late. Our missionary from Familia Vance had already won him to Christ before I got there. I wanted to build a relationship so I could win him to Christ. Folks, you gave to missions. You give to faith promise. Rachel's parents went to Costa Rica. We went to Nicaragua. This thing is spreading. It went to Cuba. It's in Panama. But it's not just us. It's the national leadership. They're going to seminaries. They're, they're developing more leadership, more pastors. Folks, we have exponential ministry growth. What does that mean? I love using that exponential ministry growth, right? It's the snowball effect. You see, we left Nicaragua, left somebody in charge, but the, the Nicaraguan national pastors, without us prodding them, they're the ones starting the churches. We can't even hardly keep up with the familia avance growth in the countries that we're in, let alone the 30 countries that Trailhead is in. We need more givers, more resources, more funds. That's why we ask churches to take us on. Take us on for support at uh, BBFI. You already did that. Take us on for Trailhead. We're just going to build more churches with it. And 100% of our funding goes only to the missions, missionary endeavor. That's pretty cool. We have some businessmen that wanted to take care of the administrative side of things. Verses 30 and 31. And the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow. They were, they were ditching that boat. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. You stay in the ship, you're with God. You stay in the Antioch ship, you're with God. You stay in the, in the, in the ship of following biblical principles, you're with God. I'm telling you right now, I've watched it time and time again. I've even seen people who didn't have money to eat get saved, start tithing, and give to missions. And they're eating fine now. You don't stay in the ship, you aren't a part of God's plan. Your plans will be the death of success, success with zero significance. You see, I was preparing this message a few weeks ago and prepping the, uh, the PowerPoint. And we had a $40,000 matching gift given. That was part of that brokering that I do. So... They gave the 40000 and I needed the other 40000 to be able to have the funds to build this church, but I can't ask Antioch for the money because it's too late because the other 40000 already came in. But on the next slide, we have a church that needs a floor in their sports complex in Nicaragua, which is the origin of Avance Sports, where it's now in 15 different countries. We need to build a church where we have a school, we have the school facilities, but the church facility is lacking. We have something of a makeshift thing there. But we're raising $80,000 for that. Folks, I'm telling you, if you don't present a need, you'll never, you'll never get a dime. Your church has a goal, and it's a lofty goal, of $7 million in three years. I told you we've been breaking all the rules and blowing out all the records. 
If a trailhead, and this is big for us because we're new, trailhead hit over $3 million months ago just in 2022. That's how you build over 70 churches. That's why your pastor is pushing you to give. That's why your pastor is setting a lofty goal. Because the bigger you go, the more you can accomplish. The more you can accomplish, the more people that are going to get saved. It's common sense. Number nine, Familia Avance Costa Rica got together, raised the money to send this couple from Panama, the Panama mainland to the island. They're the ones leading everybody to Christ. They don't even speak Kuna. Thank God most of the younger Kuna speak Spanish. But they go through a lot of translators. I did that. It was the weirdest thing. I'm sitting with the chieftains. And I'm looking at them. And they don't speak English or Spanish. And I'm looking at the translator. And I'm speaking Spanish to him. He's translating Kuna and going back and forth. I have two North Americans with me. They have no idea what's going on. And I'm not about to tell them. Because <laughs> it was far too confusing already. I will tell you this, they marched just around the island and we're listening to these people playing a pan flute and they're doing this kind of jumpy thing. And so the guys that are with me, they said, what are they doing? I said, I'm not sure. I don't know. Either this is a good thing or they're cannibals. It could go either way. And then they finally told me what it was all about. It was in honor of us for bringing God to their island. How cool is that? They didn't eat us. <laughs> you see there in Acts chapter 27, verse 21 through 24, you drop down to 23 and it gets pretty interesting. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. So this is Paul saying... We got this. If you stay on the boat, if you stay with me, you stay with God and you're going to be safe. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. You stay in the boat. You stay in church. You stay involved. You follow biblical principles. You tithe. You give to missions. You're participating in the church. You're participating in the prayer night. You're participating in the activities. You're participating in faith promise. It just ends better. How many people go to church, they get saved, they get excited, they get ticked off at something and they leave. Next thing you know, they're not in church and their whole family falls apart. Oldest trick in the book. Don't fall for the tricks. Stay in church. Follow biblical principles. Do the God stuff. Conclusion. In South Africa, rugby's a pretty popular thing. I think it's pretty cool. I just don't want to get hit real hard without pads, but these guys are tough. But in 1995, they won the World Cup against all odds. Nelson Mandela got with Francois Pinar, the team captain, and he said, we need to unify the country, and we're going to do it through sports, and miraculously, against all odds, they beat, they beat the New Zealand all-black team, 
and won the World Cup. The whole country's singing together at the, at the stadium. It's just pandemonium. I've talked about this story to three South African, white South Africans. They all give me the same story. One welded up some stuff for me at one of our, one of our ministry centers. The other put in a foundation at one of our ministry centers. And the other was an architect that designed all the stuff for our Pochacuapa Nicaragua church. It's a crazy story. But I want you to watch just a quick clip of a, of a movie that was made in honor of the story. Just a quick clip. Too many guys off their feet. Speak to your team. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Defense, defense, defense. This is it. This is our destiny. Come on, come on. Francois Pinar looks at his team to motivate them. They're down to the wire. It's all about the World Cup. It's a big deal. He says, look in my eyes. Heads up. Look in my eyes. Do you hear? Listen to your country. They're all singing. The national anthem together. They're unified for just this one little second in history. And he says, this is it. This is our destiny. Folks, that ain't our destiny. Today's Chiefs game isn't our destiny. The 1995 World Cup isn't our destiny. Folks, world missions. That's our destiny. Every country. We're just starting and we're in, 13, we're in 30 countries, 70 churches in one year because people give to missions. When you give to Faith Promise, people like Cheche, little gangsters in cities in Latin America that are just destined for prison become pastors. No, I'd change it. Heads up. Look in my eyes. Do you hear Listen to your God. It's not about a game. There's a real heaven. There's a real hell. Eight billion people are destined for one of those two places. And we get to do something about it. And that's what faith, promise, missions, giving is all about. This is it. Global missions for the Christian. That's our destiny. Missions is a gospel war for evangelism. This is our destiny. And faith promise pays for it. Together we can complete the mission. And like the Navy SEALs, the special forces of the world, complete the mission or die trying. But let's finish strong. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for congregations like Antioch, and it's such an honor to be a part of an awesome church like this that still gets the teachings of the Bible and faith promise and giving and global missions and the Great Commission. Lord, just help us to be so passionate about it that we don't wait seven years to hit three million. Let's cut that in half. Let's surprise the pastor. Businessmen, rise up. Let's do something massive for the gospel together.
individuals, families. Let's rise up and do something. And God, I would just ask you, ask you to prick our hearts so strong that we surprise all the statistics and we blow all the goals out of the water so that we can reach one more for Christ, one more for Christ, one more for Christ, day after day around the world. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. You're always welcome at Antioch. If you desire more information, please go to AntiochBBC.org. That's AntiochBBC.org. God's best to you.